Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Hey, good morning, everybody. Great to be with you. Did any of you, and welcome to Political Coffee, by the way, that's the name of this show. Did any of you watch Tucker Carlson interview Bathhouse Barry's lover, Larry Sinclair. I'm just curious if you did. <laughs> I, you, I mean, come on. What's, what's the reason this is happening? Well, there's, there's a lot of reasons, I think. I think chief among them is the not so um, kept secret, I guess, who's really running the White House, who's really running the country. Is it Joe Biden and his staff, or is it Barack Obama, whose holdovers are actually running the country? So why would you go after Obama, Tucker? I mean, that, that's in essence what's happening here. Is it to put Obama on defense? So that he's distracted? I mean, is, is that not the tactic the left uses against us constantly? What do you think? Why would Tucker Carlson do this? I mean, that's, I know it's sensational and it's very controversial, all right? So why would he do it now? I'm just curious. What do you think? is the reason why. If you watch it, if you care. All right, there's other things going on, including yesterday, thank uh, thank you to you. All of you who went down to the Department of Forestry yesterday. Now, Curtis Grubbs had called me after uh, getting his uh, briefing on it, and Apparently, there were over 40 people that testified, almost all against, I guess. So much so that they're holding a second opportunity to testify today. Now, the Northwest Observer has a story about this today. Habitat conservation plan is under consideration. Now, the subheadline is what you need to know. The assumption in the Northwest Observer story. The assumption is the subheadline behind all of this is that harvesting timber destroys habitat. That's the assumption. So if that's true, then, I mean, why hasn't habitat just disappeared? Flora and fauna. 
you know, for years and years and years in places that have been logged. The insanity of this is, is beyond description. But let me tell you this. The root of all of this is the radical leftist Marxist viewpoint of the radical environmental community. And they are using a federal law, the Endangered Species Act, which is way out of date. It needs to be amended by Congress. Good luck with that. Another opportunity of well-meaning legislation that just gets perverted by the radical left and radical leftist judges. Corby writes an email. And by the way, you want to send me an email today, and I got lots of other things to talk about. It's 503-589-1220 is the Power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. We have interview at the bottom of this hour. I know we got a lot of interviews this week. Bottom of this hour of a young man by the name of Ezra Cooley. He rode a horse all across the United States of America. He's a man of faith. He recently rode his horse from East Multnomah County to downtown Portland to hand out sandwiches to the homeless people. Rode his horse into downtown Portland. We're going to talk with him about all of that and why he's doing that. Why he thinks that this is an opportunity for him to get the word out. Corby writes an email about nanotech. He says, morning, Jeff, as we've been saying for a long time now, from chemtrails, water, food, the bioweapons shots. It's a link to the InfoWars story that the Pentagon... According to Alex Jones, announces a plan to implant Americans, you and I, with nanotech particles. And that it's happening today already. This was a lecture, apparently, regarding the Military applications of neurotechnology and how nanoparticle smart dust can be scattered to cause stroke epidemics. Really? Okay. If this ever got exposed, Never mind the unconstitutional application of such a thing. Can you imagine what an armed citizenry would do if nobody did anything about it? If it got exposed. If it got exposed. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. Val Hoyle's in the news again. It seems that the state agency that she led, Boley, tried for a year. This is a lefty Willamette Week story. Tried for a year to create 
an apprenticeship with La Mata. Subheadline is, and it's a story by Sophie Peel. The subheadline is that newly obtained records show Bowley staff were aware that the apprenticeship program wasn't legally viable. They pushed forward anyways. You suppose that could have anything to do with La Mata giving cash. Yes, actual cash to Val Hoyle. You suppose? So the RNC comes out with on September 5th with a, a press release. Val Hoyle's corruption leads to an FEC complaint. Now, FEC complaints are no big deal. They're often launched against anybody in, you know, in federal office. Okay. So what? Well, in this case, there's some issues going on here. The NRCC spokesperson says embattled Val Hoyle is failing to represent Oregonians while engulfed in investigations, litigation, and chaos. Hoyle's corrupt dealings are disqualifying. And then they have the Jeff Eager complaint that says Hoyle may have accepted and unlawfully retained cash contributions from La Mata founders, adding to her growing list of first-term scandals. Now, Val Hoyle, as you know, took Peter DeFazio's place in Congress in the 4th Congressional District. This business... of taking actual cash, folks, and a lot of it, and then not reporting it, is highly illegal. And in the complaint, it says that she received $5,800 in cash from, you know, the two founders of La Mata, who... Go back to the North, the uh, Willamette Week story. You know, they had met and had dinner with Val Hoyle. And they decided to create at Bowley an apprenticeship for marijuana. Not legal. Wasn't going to be legal. It didn't matter. And, and, you know, they detail all of this in the story. So here's the question for you. Anything going to come of this? Is this a court of public opinion issue? Or is she actually going to be investigated? Now, here's the thing. With all, I mean, this is good timing on part of the RNC because of Joe Biden's corruption and what's coming out there. This is a very clear political move. And it is meant to do one thing, to tarnish the Democrats prior to the upcoming 2024 election, nationally and in Oregon, so that it has the effect of really souring those voters in the middle 
against the Democrats. Even if there is no actual prosecution here, and, and you know, don't hold your breath on that. Although, you know, if if some Republican DA or some DA who was just wanting to make a name for themselves would take a page out of Fannie Willis's book. There's news about that. You know, be a county DA and prosecute Val Hoyle. Because they could. Any one of them could. Any one of them could go after Joe Biden. They won't. We have to hold ourselves out above, you know, the fray. Because we're Republicans. We do it right. Yeah. And we lose. Because we don't have the stones. Now, there's a Gateway Pundit story about Trump co-defendants Sidney Powell and Ken Cheeseborough, one of Trump's lawyers, are going to go on trial next month in the Georgia RICO case. Next month. Now, they actually in requested speedy trials. How do you do that? How do you get a speedy trial? How do you get to discovery to see what the prosecution, how do you do all of that in such a short period of time? It's not possible. We'll see what comes out of all of this, whether Trump actually goes to any trial, really, before the primary elections. Back in a moment, it's 620. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Twenty-two minutes past the top of the hour. Hey folks, did you see the flash sale at my pillow yesterday? You know those towel sets that I rave about? They dropped them another 10 bucks. At that flash sale, they were down to $29.99. Folks, they're regularly 80 bucks, $79.98. You can, you can buy them at MyPillow using our promo code and get the 50% discount, $39.99. Yesterday, they did a flash sale for $29.99. Wow. But you don't get that price unless you use our discount code PC23. PC stands for political coffee, PC23. And if you go to mypillow.com slash PC23, you'll see all of, this is our page specific to this radio show, you'll see all of the great items that are on sale you can get for 50% off or better. In fact, they have the overstock sale up to 80% off. No kidding. But again, doesn't help you unless use the discount code PC23. So go to MyPillow.com. 
or just call a, a number, an 800 number that is specific to this radio show, 800-725-5298. 800-725-5298. Barbara, by the way, thank you for uh, sending me some of the meeting minutes of other folks that testified at the hearing Salem City Council to repeal their tax increase, which was Councilwoman Julie Hoy's measure. Didn't work, obviously. They now trumpet the same people who arrogantly ignored all of the testimony against, which was 99% of the testimony against this city income tax increase. They arrogantly ignored it and said, no, we got to do it anyway. And after Julie Hoy's testimony, which we covered at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill at the political coffee clutch, her assertions based on actual city budget data that the city doesn't have an $11 million deficit. They're on track to have another $9 million surplus. So why do they want to raise your taxes then? Well, anyway, since we all, uh, you all, I can't vote. You get to, those of you who are in the city limits of Salem, you get to vote in November on repealing this tax. Well, remember, you know, suddenly these city council members trying to save a little face because they know they're going to get their rear ends handed to them because this thing is going to be repealed and repealed by big numbers. By a lot. Huge. I will bet you it's at least two to one. They're trying to say, wow, we should let the people vote. Well, why didn't you do that to begin with? Well, no, we couldn't. We have, we can't wait. We've got to enact this now, even though it doesn't enact until 2024. We got to do it now. We can't let the people vote in November of this year. No, we got to, we got to do it now. Don't these people just make you sick? I, I'm sorry, folks. I, I just disingenuous politicians, arrogant, out of touch. No, but they're still so arrogant and out of touch, they wouldn't repeal a tax increase that's going to dramatically, thankfully, change Salem politics if it's used correctly. So you and I come in, in educating people, somebody that educates people and talks all the time is our buddy art he's on the line right now art good morning good morning jeff boy <laughs> cross my fingers about this timber <laughs> stuff yeah, really. because we need good forest management and there is no doubt about that jeff i remember when i was a young man and could see <laughs> uh and i lived in grant's pass I spent a lot of time out in the woods, cutting wood, not only to heat my house, but also to sell, to make money. And if you look at the facts, privately owned timberland is less likely to have a radical fire because it's managed correctly. They clean up the forest, they take out the dead trees, 
they treat the bug infested uh, trees to keep that down and we're all happy because we're actually doing what we should do to take care of our forests appropriately. These dang environmental wackos, you know, they don't want you in the forest. They don't want you possibly helping, you know, your regular citizens, you know, clean up the garbage wood and burn it in their wood stoves because, oh, my God, Jeff, God forbid you have a wood stove to heat your house in the wintertime. Uh, we got to get back to the days when I was young, okay, and manage our forests appropriately. And we got to make sure that it is done, period, because we'd well, be uh, a lot better off. Yes. Yeah, you're absolutely right, because we're burning them up right now. God bless, Jeff. You're right, Art. Art, thanks. I appreciate it very much. Folks, Ezra Cooley, young man who rode his horse across America, is in Oregon. He rode his horse recently to downtown Portland. Talk with him on the other side of this break. 6.30, don't go away. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Twenty-three minutes before the top of the hour. Great to have you with us today, friends, here on Political Coffee. In a moment, we're gonna chat with Ezra Cooley, who rode his horse all across America and is in Oregon, and recently rode his horse downtown Portland to hand out sandwiches to homeless people and others. He's got a great uh, Facebook page, Ezra Cooley, where he actually has videos of him riding that horse at various places, including a few Trump rallies and so forth. He's got a beautiful young daughter. There's pictures there. We're going to talk with him in just a moment. Got to remind you, yesterday was in the 80s. Was your home or your business cool? It wasn't. It means you might have a problem, obviously, with your HVAC system or just your air conditioning or maybe even your heating system. Why don't you call Freedom Heating and Air? Get ahead of it before the cold weather hits, which is just around the corner. Get ahead of it so you don't end up with all kinds of problems that just cost you a lot of money. Call Freedom Heating and Air, and they'll come out and tune up your system. Or maybe they'll just give it a good checkover, especially if you haven't done it in years. FreedomHeatingAndAir.net is their website. You can check out all of the great services that they have that can benefit you. Or just give them a call, 503-580-1456. 580-1456. Ezra Cooley joins us. Ezra, good morning to you. Good morning, sir. How are you? I am fantastic. So I got to ask you a question. Why did you ride your horse across the United States? Um, oh God, honestly, um, I was riding horses with my dad one day and we were talking, wondering if the guy could do it anymore. And, 
I had a construction business down there. I ended up selling everything I had, and I uh, decided I'm going to do it. And I got going, and the first day I was like, oh, my God, what am I doing? <laughs> I just told everybody <laughs> I know I'm going to ride my horse across America. And actually, around the world was the goal at the time. And uh, anyhow, I uh, got out in the desert, and if you really want to get to know Jesus, man, ride a horse through the desert by yourself because, <laughs> I mean, you can't do it without him. You just can't. And uh, I was praying, and I was thinking, you know, I only did this for something something bigger, way bigger than, than you know, myself. And I called my grandma, and she's, we talked about different charities, and I thought, okay, I'm going to do it for a charity. And then, I mean, there was just so many times riding across America that after I decided to ride for a charity that I knew that's why God had me doing that, because I, I met so many families, like, that had lost their children from, from sicknesses or whatnot, and they were like, they were so happy that someone was out there fighting for them. And, and, uh, and then when I, there's one in particular, I was in San Antonio, Texas, and, and there's this little, uh, I, I ride up there and I'd go see the kids, and there's a doctor and a nurse there that, they're like, hey, there's a little boy upstairs that just, he really wants to meet the cowboy. And I and I went upstairs with them, and they had had my horses downstairs, and and uh, I got upstairs, and this little boy had been he been fighting all night with chemo, and uh, I got up there, mm. and his head was about the size of a freaking watermelon, and I got oh, up wow. in there, and that little boy cracked the biggest smile, and I I mean I felt like ten feet tall because he was the hero in this story. I mean, I fell off of cliffs and went through ice storms. I went through all these these challenges to get there, and they did. My my challenges didn't even come close to what that little boy went through that night fighting for his life. Wow! And that's what inspired me. Uh, that was they were like my cheerleaders, really, the kids, because they're fighting for their life, you know. And uh, and the families that I was out there, and that's what just kept me going along on. Australia, I rode across Australia as well, and, and uh, people were awesome over there. I mean, the world's not as bad as what we think it is. The news a lot of times miss what it re- what's really going on. You know, they got that spin out there, and they're not telling us the truth of what's really going on. And there's a lot of good people out there, but people just helped me, and I, really that was Jesus helping me the whole way. I could not have done it without God. I used to, uh, used to say the Psalms 23 all the time. Back, I rode into Manhattan. I roped the Merrill Lynch Bull went right down Route Nine, sat down traffic for quite a ways. They weren't really happy oh. about that part, but um, <laughs> I bet. Yeah, I was. I was saying uh, Psalms 23 almost everywhere. You know, all them places. You know, and it was just God that just really took care of me through uh, through all of it. How long did it take you to ride across the United States? I left in 2006, and I rode all the way into Ohio, and then I worked along the way. That's how I financed the trip. Um, and then uh, 2007, I went into New York, and then I ended up turning there. I went to the White House, and I was supposed to meet with uh, President Trump, or Trump, excuse me, President uh, um, Bush and Cheney, uh, but the bridge fell in Minnesota, and so that got canceled, and I couldn't reschedule with them, but I still got to go into the White House, and then I turned from there and went to the bottom of Texas, and that was 2008. And I got the humanitarian award and the end of 2008 and from the paint world show. And then I went to Australia and I rode across to Australia in 2009. I was there for four months and I went from the Southern part of Australia to the Northern part of Australia. Went from Melbourne up into Tamworth. Wow. Kids. Yeah. So when you say you worked along the way, what, what kind of work did you do that you could do as you're riding a horse across America? 
Well, I'm pretty talented. I'm pretty blessed. I pretty much do everything. I'm a contractor now here in Oregon City. And like my, I sold a construction business in California, so I pretty much do everything. Um, I built an addition on a, um, a uh, feed store um, along my way in Wyoming. Um, I just, you just ask, you know, God says if you don't ask, you don't get, you know, and so people would ask, do you need anything? And then I say, you know, I'm looking for a job for a couple of weeks to make some money. And, you know, you just start asking people for a job or asking for something and then God provides and somebody says, hey, you know, I need something. And, uh, and then you might, you know, train a horse or, you know, start a horse for somebody for, you know, a couple of weeks, give your horse a break and stay with them. And, and, uh, I did all kinds of different stuff. Um, my horseshoe as well. So some people just need me to shoe their horse, you know, and I had it made up a special couple of set of tools for doing that, or I'd trim somebody's horse for them, and, you know, make a little, you don't need a lot of money when you're riding across the country, you know, really. I mean, most of the way I'm staying in a tent or staying in somebody's house. I always ask people if I could pay them, but then most, a lot of times people didn't, they didn't charge me anything to stay, but some people did, but you know, just happily pay them and camp in their backyard for the night, you know? Uh, some so, people, you know, they, yeah. Were you able to uh, to accomplish all of that without having like a support vehicle following you and that kind of oh, thing? Oh yeah, there was no one with me. I was solely alone. Wow. Yeah, I had a 26 year old Arab that I started out with, and then when I got into Laramie, Wyoming, I caught a wild horse. Uh, his name was Striker. I was working there at a feed store there in Laramie, and uh, anyhow, he was. He was a quarter horse, but he was kind of, he was very feral. Anyhow, he killed a couple other guys or whatever. Everyone was scared of him. And, uh, I got him. He pretty much bucked all the way into freaking, uh, into Nebraska. Um, I had three horses at that point and had to drag him through Cheyenne. But, um, yeah, we got into Nebraska and, and he was, uh, he colicked on me a little bit. And then I just, I kept him going. That's a whole nother story. I got so many different stories wow. about the trip, but. He ended up making it. I, I, I had three horses were just too much work. Because you taught one side to the other one's tail, and then one always goes on the other side of the telephone bull or whatever it is you're riding around, you know. So it takes one away. It's a lot of work. But uh, yeah, you know, it's just, you do it one step at a time by the grace of God. God will take care of you. I had this time I was in the desert, and I mean, it was hotter than hot. I bet. And uh, I was like, oh man, I need a drink of water. And I've been trying because, you know, they crossed the deserts before and i had everyone telling me it can't be done and i'm like everything can be done if you have a will there's a way and you got jesus in your heart i know it can be done and uh, i was in the desert and i was like man i am so thirsty and i started praying jesus i don't know what i'm gonna do i'm not finding no rivers i'm not finding no streams and i'm like i need a drink of water and within a few minutes a guy pulls up with a 40,000 gallons of water in a freaking big old semi truck and trailer. He was all in water. And, and uh, he said he had a feeling I might be thirsty. And I know that feeling came from Jesus. Wow. And uh, That's he amazing. got out of that truck. And he knocked the back of it and water come rushing out. And there was a river right there. And that was that was definitely God spreading the Red Sea for me that day. That, that's cool. Ezra, times, we, I mean, we, we have about a minute and a half left. Yeah. You recently wrote in, in that time. Tell us about why you rode your horse to downtown Portland, your reception, and then how people can help you with what you're trying to achieve by doing this kind of thing. Well, I rode downtown Portland because uh, good friends of mine, they're, they're – uh, their daughter died from the COVID shot. And um, I wanted to do something to fight back on this spiritual battle that we're in right now. And we, 
we got to do something. And so um, I knew that all the people that I met that this, that made a big difference in their life when I saddled up and rode. And I just want to help people, you know, you got to help the, the broken hearts. That's why my sign says, Jesus Christ is King. Believe and he'll change your life. And uh, we got a huge battle that we're fighting now with the, with the government, with COVID, with everything that's going on. And I'm hoping it will inspire more people to show up at the Capitol. I'm at the Capitol right now. I've been riding on the March of Jericho. That's super big. Um, we all need to just get out there and tell everybody how great Jesus is and see if we can help heal these broken hearts, you know, give people Bibles because people need to get off their butt and need to start reading the Bible and they need to start start focusing on what God wants us to do. Amen. You know, Ezra, thanks for, this, for uh, joining you know. us. My, my apologies, we're at the end of our time, folks. Check out Ezra's Facebook page. It's Ezra Cooley, C-O-O-L-E-Y. Ezra, Godspeed to you. Keep up the great work. Yes, sir. You too. Ezra Cooley, Facebook. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Ten minutes till the top of the hour. Yes, 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM. Dot news quickly, folks. There's another day of meetings today at the Board of Forestry on this habitat conservation plan, whose assumptions behind it all is that logging anything is bad, bad for the environment. So lie right out of the pit of hell, like every bit of Marxist control is. You can make a difference, like people did yesterday. Again, they start at 8 a.m. today. Show up, show support. Board of Forestry, State Street, right across from the maximum security prison. Can't miss it. Board of Forestry meeting today, second day. Sign up to testify if you can. PacWest Lobby Group, by the way, is one of these lobby groups that does more than just government affairs and lobbying. They do economic development. They do a lot of other things, too, but I just I kind of want to focus on that here for a moment. They have a whole team that helps with economic development. They help clients get financial resources, navigate state and federal regulations. That could be a minefield of unbelievable proportions. Manage the community relations and engagement. And they can help direct actual facility project management. You know what? PacWest Lobby is a group that you might want to talk to about a whole host of things. Not just that, but other things like association management, public relations, communications, campaign consulting, all of that. PWLobby.com. PWLobby.com. Check them out. Uh, Doug writes an email around uh, Thursday's program. Obama, Tucker, and Larry. 
Rub-a-dub-dub, three men in a tub. Don't forget this entire scripted charade all started with a fake birth certificate from Hawaii. Real news is not something that the powerful elites want discussed. Obama should stand for one big a mistake, America. When the stuff finally does hit the fan in the next few weeks, watch everyone feign as if, ah, they're all blindsided and caught off guard by it all. Although we've had the telltale signs for 20 years. If it is that we have such a loving and caring representative system of governing powers, why is it that all their silence is so deafening? That's a fair question to ask. Son of Almighty writes about Maui. If the missing children is a true story, and if I mean if, where the blank are the parents? If your child is missing, wouldn't you be making noise? Yeah. There's something really wrong. Where are the children? School buses are gone. I mean, seriously. The Hawaii governor gaslights the public, doesn't want the independent media in Lahaina. Okay, why? What are they covering up? Something's wrong. California State Assembly, by the way, declared August as Transgender History Month. Is there any end to the madness in California? Apparently not. That's all I can say. By the way, did you hear the story yesterday on War Room and guys on the phone? Hang on, I'll get to you in just a second. A Border Patrol agent revealed in an interview that the Biden administration is giving $2,200 of your money per illegal immigrant family each month, plus a plane ticket, Housing, food, free medical services. And if a parent, if two parents split up, one takes one child and one takes the other, they become two family units. They lie about it and they each get $2,200. So a family that can lie coming across the border with a child can end up with $4,400 a month, courtesy of you. How's that make you feel? Let's go to the phones. We'll start first with Gary and then go to Ron. Gary, go. Go Beeps. Hey, hey Jeff. Go Dax. Uh, the meeting yesterday was uh, incredible. Uh, very success from our side. Uh, apparently, they are at a 3-3 tie, and it's uh, it's basically just the uh, chairman, whichever way he goes is the way this will go, uh, from what uh, everybody was sort of hinting at. A uh, couple interesting things. Uh, met uh, Steve Prefontaine's uh, sister uh, while I was there. She was testifying on our side about the forest fires. But, uh, and then the uh, the um, committee was talking about how they were short. They're losing money uh, over the last three years, and they were making money uh, up until about three years ago. Uh, obviously because they're not selling as much forest uh, logs and so forth. Uh, but what I, the, the real interesting thing that uh, I, as, after I left, this is the heart of the spiritual battle. The other side, all they really had to talk about was worshiping the earth, global warming, carbon something that they had some little catchphrase. They're very well paid. Um, lobbyist, you could tell, uh, that had uh, very cliched phrases 
to uh, generate emotion uh, to keep the forest closed and the loggers were the bad guys. They never, they, they said science about every third word, uh, but they never gave any facts. So what this really comes down to is this is a spiritual war and it's nice that we uh, give facts and figures about, you know, lost jobs and so forth, but we better also talk about worshiping the earth at the same time because that is exactly what we're fighting against, and that is the heart of this battle. Thank you. I appreciate it, folks. You need to show up today. One more day. Again, 8 o'clock. Let's go quickly to Ron. Ron, go. you got uh, about a minute. Go. Okay, I laid it up to the most important thing was I talked about the fire coming down on Fort Mark in front of Astoria. From 26, 35 and 500 in the fire, the couldn't fight in the fire, the world was And the most important thing is this. In 52, 87, they did not have no money. There's no point, but I was called by the next thing. But then when I'm up to the next thing, it took the fire off, bringing up the death of the world and everything. The main point is this. On those that hear me, in Brown County, you know, William County, Fraser County Commissioner, and uh, Mr. Jimmy, getting bodies there. Thank you, Ronnie. I wish, uh, I hope, folks, you heard that. He was very, very broken up, uh, obviously on a cell phone driving. Folks, today, one more day that you can help stop a radical leftist habitat conservation plan. Show up today, 8 a.m., Department of Forestry on State Street. Stand firm. Don't let the left destroy our rural communities with a fake, unneeded habitat conservation plan that assumes that logging any tree hurts the environment. It's insanity, folks. Show up today, 8 a.m. See you tomorrow.